This is Goggler Presents Uma Ian and Bahe with you. It is an episode of Picard's Flute, the final episode of Star Trek Picard Season 1 just aired. We've now got some idea as to where this story was going. And despite all of its flaws, and there were a lot of flaws in this episode, I loved it. Oh, God. I, okay, well, I loved one particular bit of it. <laughs> I know. We, okay, all right. Yeah, that's the problem with this episode, right? Before we get into all the spoilers, let me just say, as the episode was going on, I was getting increasingly angrier until <laughs> until the last 15 minutes, at which point I was like, why couldn't the whole episode be this? This is the show. Yes. You know when they, you know when they, you, you see like writers and they talk about their process or like Pixar have those little story cards and they put them on the wall and they move things around. That seems to be the point at which the discover the, the Picard writers decided to stop and not actually say, well, if we're going to have this thing be the major theme of the series, it should probably be in more than two or three episodes. Yeah. And 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 the thing we're talking about is one the Picard data relationship, mm. and also the role of synths, right? Because everything else that seemingly happened in between episodes 1 and 10 seems so irrelevant. Like pointless waste of time. <laughs> yes. The maybe. casino episode, the Borg stuff. I mean, maybe they Elnor. were just planting seeds for what's to come, but it feels like such a waste in this season. Yeah. I mean, there's at one point in this season in this episode at which I'm sure all of you had the same reaction where I just went, where the fuck is Narek? Mm. Mm. He comes back to team up with Team Picard to take on the synths. They bring him back. He's on the ground being wrestled down. After that, he disappears, right? Yeah, he just fucking disappears. And I'm just like, you you can't just take a character that you've built up throughout this series and then built up throughout this episode as well. Have a nice, beautiful little fireside chat with him. By a literal fireside. <laughs> Do they only have access to the set where they were like sitting indoors in the like interrogation cell for half a day or something? So they built another set with the ship and a li- that, that little alcove of rocks so the, li- the sight lines aren't too far away to have a fucking fairy tale fireside chat. I mean, fuck off. That was awful. I mean, yes, there was a bunch of awfulness. The other piece of awfulness, which was you set up a character to be the big bad mm. and then Dr. Soong just goes... Flips the switch. Bye-bye, lady. Yeah. You're done. That was like, that was one of the, so that's a prime example. Dr. Sun's off switch is just like, I mean, he takes her away from everybody else. So I would assume it would wipe everyone out as well, turn them off or whatever. But you don't see what happens to her. She put in storage like before. But it's the thing where they forgot to add in the scene explaining that item like they've done for yes. every other plot point that they've did. Like they've gone back and forth. That's the, how they've seemed to have written it. I think we're five, well, we're we're quite a while into recording podcasts, so we're five minutes into recording this one. I think we have to talk about the main thrust of the show was this whole stupid thing about Picard dying, which has not been the theme of the series. Well, they kind of set it up in the first episode with this doctor visiting him. Yes, and they and they said it's a bit of a problem, and then like later on they said well, I've no, got well, a bit well, of a problem. You never well, he like did say if you go into space, it's going to be the last time you do. Yeah, but that, yeah, there was but no. It's never it, become a problem. It yeah, was never, you never, a you've problem never had with this you, guy. You've never had Picard, you know, get a headache, feel a bit bad, or like lean on a console, Correct. or and, and brush it off. Like that should have been every couple of episodes when yes. he was running around doing the French accent. They should have said, "Did you mean to do that? No, I must have had a fucking stroke." 
<laughs> like they they didn't if that was to be if the theme of the, the, the yeah it's spoilers fuck it spoiler fuck it they put him in a robot <laughs> fucking body and like that's not like as if it's a big payoff to some big thread and it's yeah. not that's not like the the the, the show is has not the show has been about him re really kind of getting back on the, the the universal stage after sitting at home in his ass but it hasn't been like they haven't sold that idea of one last ride no they haven't. they haven't sold that idea they haven't had him like contemplating looking at the window when he says looking at the window i forgot how cool space was like they could have they could have sold it harder when he says i don't know when i'm gonna be back this way again not because i don't have a ship anymore but because i'm dying yeah no for me the big payoff of this series was that they finally fixed the data story and that for me because i was so pissed off at how they killed him in nemesis because that felt like just the worst just the cheapest shot uh, after generation after after generations of insurrection i was fine with it oh no, no but that was the same thing right it was like with generations they were going hey we killed spock and that worked out really well for us so let's kill kirk and then after and, that and let's kill the enterprise yeah let's kill the enterprise and then after that with this one it's like ah well we killed spock and that worked really well for us why not we kill the Spock equivalent of Next Generation, but have him stabbed through the chest by a Picard clone? And you're just like, what? Yeah. See, the the problem with, with all of that is, I don't know any of that, and I don't <laughs> care. Oh, no, no, but that was not meant for you at all. You know, I know, but like, if that was the weight of this episode, or that was the weight of this show, I didn't get that. This just really feels like a... And I'm with Ian on this one. If this was supposed to be Picard's last ride into space didn't feel any of that weight none mm. of that weight felt like anything you know and and let's be let's be honest we both all three of us saw it in the last episode when you see the golem yeah um, and you I mean, just go like is, yep yeah yeah picard is the show that hasn't met a, a, a Chekhov's gun it hasn't liked the fire incredibly quickly Correct. Yes. Correct. Like, the only question I had about, about the golem was, was it going to be Patrick Stewart or not? And the fact that they cheat out on that, where it's like they could have had the younger adventures of pa Patrick, Picard, Patrick Stewart. Like Picard season two, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. And like it could have been something interesting if it, if it was a younger. They could, have they, could have, they could have altered carbon him, right? They could have re-sleeved him into a younger actor yeah. in the new adventures of Picard. And that was now Anthony Mackie. James McAvoy isn't doing anything. Sure. Yeah. Like, except now, so now, like, I'm curious for season two, but I'm not day of must watch it. It's dropped now kind of curious. Retrospectively, his arc for this now is that, like, it's one last ride before I die. I want to save the sins. The arc for the next one is like, I don't know, let's go shopping or let's go, let, let's go help the Fenris Rangers sort out that shit. Correct. I mean, I am a synth, so that's something he has to deal with, right? That's a great moment where they said that the, 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 the travel ban on synths, travel bans, wow, yeah, that's topical. Uh, the travel ban on synths is removed and it's like, she can travel now. And he goes, so can I. And I was like, ah. Yeah. Don't care. No, but you see, I, I like that they put him into, I like that they put him into a synth because at least that showed some kind of progress with the character, right? In the sense that you've given a new problem for this character to deal with it's not just retconning it and have everything return back to normal in the end which is fine i enjoyed that bit i enjoyed the send-off to data although when yes. he was lying on the couch mm. i was expecting data to turn and go where's jordy why are you here? <laughs> but <laughs> where's my best friend where's my best friend where's my best friend but but 
Um, I, I liked all of that. I liked I liked the little Shakespeare quote. It it just felt very Star Trek. It felt very next generation. Um, Picard's whole speech, sitting in the chair, the quantum simulation was all cool. But for me, I think that was done for the fans, right? That was done for mm, yeah. me to make me cry and to yeah. make me get emotional about it. It's the lead up to that, Doesn't which exist. I found annoying because once you reach that point, it felt like the rest of the episode was unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, you didn't need the Romulans at all. I mean, even the data thing, like they kind of looking back on it again now, it's like it's it's I only watched the first five minutes, uh, the first couple of minutes of that video you sent uh, by here of like Akiva Gozman and um Michael Chabon, which I did not, I did Shabon, I did not know he looked like that um, with the big, big oh, yeah. crazy shirt. I, I, w- I was expecting him to be like a, like a, you know, like a professor-looking guy. Not yeah, like exactly him. right. <laughs> but like when they're talking about it's not an Easter egg if it's in your face or whatever like that. Like there's things where, like they could have hinted that Data was alive. Like they, that's the kind of thing that, like in retrospect, it's like they talk about they cloned Data's memories. They've had. Soji twitching slightly like Data has, right? I think I didn't spot it the first time I spotted it. Other people pointed it out to me, spotted it later times. But like having the, the, the Soji Dadge characters say things or do things Data would have done would have it reinforced this idea that there's more of him left. Like it that doesn't seem to have been, you know, not even foreshadowed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like something they thought would be cute to do in the finale. I have to say the makeup on Brent Spiner was awesome the way they did it. Like they made it look like he was from Nemesis. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Especially because you've got Brent Spiner in the episode, right? So you can yeah. you, compare you and contrast. Back and forth. Yeah, you go like, oh yeah, that's that's what's happened now. That's the problem narratively with the show, because at the end of this episode, you're wondering who this show is about. Because is it about Data or is it about Picard? I think some of the characters were quite well written in the sense that when Rios is crying at the end, you realize he's not crying for Picard. He's crying for his captain, right? And he's crying for himself. And I think is that... He? Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's what I got in the sense that, you know, the promise he made to, you know, basically not get involved with another bleeding heart captain again. I think his tears weren't for Picard, but were they were more for his plight, which is quite interesting. The, the other thing I enjoyed was I, I enjoyed the fact that they you knew they set up the golem thing i enjoyed that because it wasn't going to be a fake out like they did in discovery where characters die and then kind of reappear or like what they did with uh star trek 2 the wrath of khan where we thought spark was dead and then they find some cutesy way to bring him back so because of the golem setup i felt that was narratively consistent but the build-up to the synth apocalypse, and even though what was coming out of the portal did look a little bit like control mm. with the mechanical stuff, mm. I don't know if they're hinting at that, all of that felt just to fall away by the sidelines because of the emotional impact of data. I felt that overwhelmed the show. Yeah, I mean, they didn't need to have that stupid battle with those Romulan warbirds that take did forever like to them? power I up. I thought on close-up, they look pretty cool. They look better on close-up, but the fact that it's like, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, it's like, why can't you just commander... fire, lady? <laughs> yeah, just, just like, if, if it takes that long, the Romulan, no, they deserve to have their son go Nova if it takes that long for their weapons to power up. I mean... I also did. That, did anyone else? Was anyone else thinking of Lou Bega when she's like, "Ready, planetary sterilization pattern number five. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So that's that's a so that's a great point, right? So Chris Higgs wrote in onto our Facebook page, and he was like, "Can we please go in depth and explain planetary sterilization plans one through four and they were suitable?" Anybody? One is one is chuck a giant rock at it. Uh, two is okay, cool. just 
to his greenhouse glasses, let them do ball them in their own skin, do the frog thing. Uh, Too long, yeah. Um, three is disco, <laughs> which yeah would have been fun. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, she made it really clear that it's player number five, and I'm just yeah. like, what is you know? And Chris Higgs makes makes a good point. Why wasn't ones through four? Why is there five plans to, <laughs> to, to destroy a planet? Yeah. Is there is there a big manual there that they just go through? No, one through four is not going to work. Five could work, but I don't know about six. We'll just go with five. Let's well, because the Romulans are so sneaky, the first four you don't know what's coming. Five is like just blow them up. <laughs> Five is obvious. <laughs> yeah, six is like six is like plant something six years ago that will slowly kill them in their sleep. <laughs> I just I just thought that was really funny that they had multiple plans for planet sterilization, and number five was the one they went with. That was it's like she has her fucking Spotify playlist of um, planetary planet sterilization jams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chill jams to sterilize planets too. <laughs> no, no, she just has got a bunch of playlists, and this is the one she wants to go with. She she wants to go with the chill jam one. Yeah, and it's all evanescence. Um, <laughs> wake me that up! Would ster- bam, bam, bam. That, w- that would sterilize a planet pretty quick. There we go. <laughs> uh, I have to say, seeing, seeing Riker in command was pretty cool. Just seeing him say those lines with yeah, such yeah, authority and kicking ass, that was pretty cool. I also like Gerardi's call back to the Picard maneuver that was cute. Just like, hey, yeah. they might name it after you. Wait, there is something named after you, right? <laughs> that was cute, but also, and there, you know the show is going to forget about that um, MacGuffin that she had in her hand. The, um, yes, the magic thingy that will fix anything if you have a magic. The MacGyver uh, Swiss the wacky, the wacky no, the fundamental thing. No, it was the wacky fundamental field replicator with a neural atomic interface. I couldn't figure out the last word she was sure. saying. But it's like, they're going to forget about that. And like, even that was kind of like, they just handed it to somebody to say, fix things. And then Rios is like, I'm worried about using it in case it takes my soul. It's like, there's no setup for that at all. What are you talking about? It's like, it's an ocarina you have in your hand. Just blowing it. It's like, I, <laughs> I do no setup for that either. Like that was yeah. just, again, that was. No, but the setup was in the episode and that was the problem, right? Yeah. It was. Oh, well, there was a slight setup in the last episode when he asked, how slight. does it work? And she's like, you just have to imagine it. So Green Lantern. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Use so the power of your we, will. We, we can go back and edit that scene now. And it says, how does it work? It says, ask the screenwriters. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the Riker thing, the Riker, the Riker, the Riker thing was co- cool. But again, it shows it shows a big difference about this show and the next gen, which was, you know, something I complained about earlier in our series of Picard Flute was the lack of science advisors, like kind of like kicking things so they made, you know, hammering them so they fit a little bit into sounding scientific. It doesn't have to be scientific. Of course, it's not the yeah. expanse. It's not these. It's not these. You know, shows with one thing that kind of boosts everything to the level where they can work around it. It's. The, the lack of care and design that went into the ships that they had, like in Deep Space Nine, I mean, they were, there was, a, some of that was, you know, reusing the Reliant from the Wrath of Khan in Deep Space Nine or in other episodes or, you know, where they had to reuse models in order to make it look like there were more than three ships on screen at once. Correct. But in this case, it was a lack of care when you have all that CGI time, every ship looked the same. Yes. All of Riker's fleet was cut and paste and that looks bad as cut and paste it's something people were complaining about i saw as well about rise of skywalker where they Mm. said they used every ship in their arsenal but it's like you can't tell because so many of them are cut and paste yeah yeah and i think the 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 Riker excuse of like oh we've got the the you know my entire fleet is the exact same ship and it's all the best of the best and the and we're just gonna blow you up and just go like yeah you just copied and pasted everything just so you could say that line 
Yeah, I mean, no, I think the line the line was to cover the fact that the effects team said we can't get this done in time. I mean, there was no, they were all Constitution Plus level classes. They were all saucer section engines at the back with some Battlestar Galactica hull plating on it. Yeah, which is the problem with Star Trek ships, a serious lack of imagination as well with the Federation. They're like, we got this one design. We are the Porsche of space. No, but not in, not in other shows. Like they, the, after Voyager, they've gone a lot for that more elliptical shape. But like, there's the underslung ones. There's all they, they had all sorts of crazy ones in the the movies and stuff in these Space Nine, and they just they haven't bothered in this. Like the ships were crafted with care, and this is like it's the thing we need to get to the next scene for great dialogue. It just feels like an, an, a naval army would not create. 30 of the same ship, right? They have oh. bigger ones, they have smaller ones, some that destroyers, you have cruisers, yeah, you have exactly, capital ships. Right? Yeah. yeah, so whereas when you so when you get a bunch, you get like a hundred plus or two hundred, whatever the number is, of the exact same ship, it just looks like really bad cut and paste. Also, they line up directly opposite each other, facing each other, which is handy. <laughs> Always. Also, also given given they're in like neutral space. Shouldn't Riker have blown the shit out of Commodore O, who now has all of Starfleet secrets because she was head of security? Yeah. And now the Romulans yeah. have all of those secrets too. No, because the, the writers wanted to write that line about get your treacherous ass back to Romulan space. <laughs> Not I'm going to blow you the fuck out of the sky. I mean, I did, again, just like, you know, the 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 iceberg of the show with the like the, the cute lines poking above the surface. I love Riker's line about, I'm supposed to sit around the woods making pizza while you have all the fun. Like, that's a great, like, just, Riker was a high point for me in this episode. Absolutely. Riker was a high point for me. And for the high point as well, just Picard finally being Picard at the end. Yeah. With his quoting of Shakespeare and doing all that stuff he used to do in Next Generation. And all the crew would look at him like, you're a weird English dude. But yeah. uh, actually French. But yeah. And um, <laughs> no, but also, but, but also him, uh, him speaking French at the end, which was cool. Yeah. To say you have no choice is a failure of imagination to Soji is also just badass. Yeah. Which is really mm-hmm. badass. And, and I think uh, even, even that line when he's with Soji and he's like, I'm going to give you something. And she's like, what? And he's like, my life. And he cuts out. And I thought all of that timing was really Mic good. Mic drop. Mic drop. Great acting from Patrick Stewart. All of that's really good. And it's just that I wish I didn't have to nitpick on the other bits of the story because the last 10 minutes made up for it because I was tearing up when Data was dying. And I was like, this is how you kill a character, not Nemesis. Mm. Uh, and then I remember Narek. <laughs> and I was like, where did he go? But the problem with this is not that you're nitpicking the bad stuff. There's so much bad stuff that the nitpicking is the good stuff. You're yeah. really just going for the... For, looking for, for the, the diamonds the diamonds in the rough. Correct. Yeah. Because the emotional so impact rough. of the good stuff is there. It's just yeah. that there's no emotional impact with the bad stuff when there should be because... But there's no, but there's no build up to that emotional impact, right? Like... Uh, like Ian said, the whole data thing, I think would have been great had there been some, had that been the mission, had that been the fact that, you know, Picard finds out that data still out there and he needs to go yeah. find him. But no, suddenly he was just like, yeah, am, I, am I dead? No, you're just in some... Well, that's all they needed to tell us, right? Bruce Maddox has the USB drive with data in it. Instead, the showmakers thought they'd be cute and do a 2001 reference where they're slowly pulling out the things. I mean, all he needed to do was start singing, Daisy, Daisy. You know, but playing Blue Skies was a good music choice, I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but if you've got a, you know, like a computer thing that's using three data ports or whatever, and you pull out one, doesn't that just die? 
and in the future in the future everything's plug and play but apparently they're just pulling out data's ram so i mean he's still on there they can plug him back in at any moment i don't know what the fuck that was i mean again that was something they should have explained earlier you know what i mean yeah what is this thing right yeah because yeah. like if they just unplug doesn't that just mean well okay one that he should have stopped when the first time he, he pulled the first thumb drive out but Again, nitpicking, but it's again figuring out figuring out a way to do it. Like it, it show that. Like I like the fact. I love the fact that when Picard left that uh, simulation, it all went to black and white, apart from the fire and them, which is very cool. It's like they should have done more than that. Where like you know, Chip. I mean, again, it's the, if they wanted to do something with 2001, but didn't take it through. They had the aging thing, which is like to tie off with what Picard said earlier about he wants to you know live a lifetime, and it's like okay. But then, like, you should have the stars go out or something. Like, all the, 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 the thing disappears and then all the color disappears and then he disappears in a, in, a, in a thing. And then he could turn to stardust because didn't Picard say, what was the quote? We're made of stardust or something? Carl Sagan quote, right? No, no, no. That's the Shakespeare quote, not Carl Sagan. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, that was, it's got a lot of those, we keep using the word cute and there's a lot of cute moments. There's a lot of really sweet, cute moments, but there's nothing that, builds up to it i think and it just also fuck elnor i don't give a shit about him anymore yeah he was crying and i'm like good you little punk <laughs> no but like what care. is the point of elnor from that many episodes ago i yeah just, just so he could do that one thing also they completely ignored the ball cube as well yeah there's That's just fine. a ball cube on this planet yeah yeah and the and the xbs yeah what's left of them the ones that aren't floating in space saying i'm a borg i can live for quite a long time in space <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the same with Narissa, who got to have some kick-ass lines. That Tanarik's sister, I believe, is that her name? And she's like, you know, you find, I find, you found this, you found the synths. Is like, you know, have you fucked that and killed any of them? Fucked any of them? That was great stuff from her. I forgot she was on the cube. Also, important, interesting to note that uh, Shabon has had a fascination with golems because golems here being the character from Jewish folklore. In his book, uh, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, mm-hmm. it is featured very prominently um, as a story element um, to kind of be a metaphor for Jews escaping Nazi Germany and so on. And so, yeah, him coming back to the idea of a golem as being something that saves a character, a primary protagonist, is something he's done before and I think something he's always been kind of fascinated by. So mm. when I saw that as well, I was like, oh, this is a very Michael Shabon beat narrative beat mm. right yeah. uh, which is quite interesting so yeah to come back to what you said about the uh, control like uh, ai tendrils thing that was just like so what if you know the phone call cuts out halfway through a 911 you don't go there like it was that it it's that marvel studios we have a blue light going into the sky that needs to be turned off thing it's again like i think beacon, that's exactly what it was right your it was beacon, yeah your beacon doesn't need to be that you probably just needs to be a sub again if they had any of the old star trek consultants on it'd be a subspace pulse so you turn it on it goes everywhere also did soji really need to break that beacon, like smash it couldn't she just like press a button you know what i mean like when she goes yeah. like oh no i have to turn it off and she goes yeah no, because it, it, it's a, it's again it's a decision for the choice of drama rather than for any kind of verisimilitude or making sense within the realm yeah. of the show although speaking of which is the com badges on the la sirena is that um chris's tattoo oh i don't know because i noticed the that new when he, com I badges mean, right yeah, because he's, you know, for no reason, he's wearing a shirtless vest. It looks like he's just going to play a pickup basketball game or pickup soccer game for most of the last two episodes. So he's like, his tats are very clearly on show. And it's only when he's sitting with Seven that you can see the tattoo and the badge are the same, the same, in the same kind of t- angle. 
and his tattoo is like because the, the the Serena La Serena he has all mermaids and sirens and things around the place right and it's a kind of a tattoo of like the merlion <laughs> from Singapore on his arm and it is it's not like it's not like Takashi Kovacs's um, figure eight from Car- Altered Carbon but it's something similar. And you never see the logo on the badges that well either. And it looks like something with a gap in it, like a figure eight. So I was wondering if that might be, you know, he's, his brand is on, his personal branding is on point. Yeah. Also, I have to say, I like Picard's outfit right at the end. Black well, leather his, jacket. That's his archaeology jacket, right? Or his archaeology yeah. outfit. Because you got to look <laughs> cool when you're digging up rocks, Ben. That's the next season. <sighs> I have to say, I like that Seven of Nine is on the crew. I, I I like I I would prefer if they had a reason for them to be together. All of them. Also, Agnes is still a murderer. Oh, no, actually, a lot of them literally have gotten away with murder. Yes, <laughs> which is a very non-Starfleet thing. But then again, they aren't Starfleet anymore. Maybe they will end up being these rogue mercenaries traveling space, looking for missions and quests. There isn't seven of them, is there? It's not Picard seven, is it? <laughs> Was it seven? Oh. Like Blake seven? Oh, I mean, I, and also, I like they, they, they were obviously thinking ahead where, like, you know, Picard said, or not Picard, it's obviously, Picard is dead. That's the thing. Picard is dead. Jean-Luc Picard of the, yes, he is dead. This is Picard Prime, Picard 2, what are we going to call him? 2.0. Yeah, yeah 2.0. Um, it's like they were very clearly, Picard does not want to be involved in Discovery, so he's not immortal. <laughs> that just seemed kind of weird. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what are we hoping for season two? Oof. Oh. I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, wow. An episode. An episode of the week show. I don't know. What's he gonna do? Like they're gonna f- fly fish between planets? The delivery? The BHL of space? What does Chris normally do? I don't know. That worked for Discovery, right? When they broke away from the season-long arc. I mean, they did have a season-long arc with Control, but it was pretty much episode of the week in season two. Yep. Until mm. the last three episodes. And that worked pretty well for Discovery. I mean, they were looking for the red the red stars. But each was had a self-contained story that was good. Yeah. Like when they went back yeah. to the village. And, yeah, go back mm. to that. This yeah. one tried think, to mm. merge that. But it didn't do it too well. Because the episodes of the week weren't particularly exciting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what I want to see. Uh, now that this crew is finally together and a crew... But if they're a crew, why do they need Picard? Man, because he's Jean-Luc Picard, man. He just saved the universe again. He's, not, he's dead. Jean-Luc Picard is dead. This is like, why am I going to let this robot clone talk me into something? It's like, fuck off. Don't turn be him a off. synthist. No, I, I, know, I know that, but I'm talking about in-universe. Like, why is Seven there? Because it's cool. Why isn't she helping the XPs on the planet? Because fuck those guys. She doesn't care anymore. Because the plot says Seven so. is there... So that they can have a gay relationship with Rafi, as hinted by the last minute of this. Yeah, show. that was another go. I was like, "What? Go away! Where is that coming from? What? The I don't ha- know." It's the same with like, so like the there, because for everything that we've raised, there's like other problems, like the fact that like the the, the Picard dying plot was not foregrounded. There's no, there's not even a hint or a foreshadowing that Rafi. Is, in, is, is into girls or anything like that. It's the same way... Um, Only on the casino planet, we kind of hint that she had a relationship with Vajayjay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. For Annika, it was okay with that. But I'm still like, you know, with Rafi, it's not even like a, a mild thing or there's nothing, nothing there. I mean, you can say it's the future. Everyone's into everything. That's fine. But then show us that. This is like J.K. Rowling adding in gay characters in the last fucking chapter. Mm. Oh, no, no. Not even the last chapter, dude. After the book was published... In an interview. Yeah. Like, I always thought he was gay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, two and three are being planned back to back. So hopefully that will give them some runway to come up with something that is slightly more... It feels like this whole season felt like they were still finding their ground. The whole season felt like they needed to do two more passes on all the scripts to tie them together one more time. Um, I I haven't seen much of Merck, 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 Merck Bernardin. I've not seen much of Mark Bernardin's work, but I like him on um, Fat, uh, Bat, Fat Man Beyond podcast with Kevin Smith. And he's genuinely entertaining. And the points are the ones that I would point out or that I agree with an awful lot of time. It's not nit- nitpicky. He was talking about getting that getting that job. He quit another job. What was the other job he was working on? can't remember. He quit another job to take on this job um, when they reached out to him. And he talked about, like, he Star Trek was one of the shows that used to accept spec scripts. Um, and before, well, he didn't, uh, that's how Ronald D. Moore got on there, but um, he got onto a, a competition and it was right, a spec script. And the only thing he knew about was Star Trek. So he wrote a, star, a spec script about that and he ended up winning the competition and he was an intern at some TV show and they let him go over and he was like hanging out on the Star Trek set back in the day. So he's died in the wall. I don't get the, 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 the leaps that they've had. If I was doing a Star Trek, star Trek show, I wouldn't like, I'd, wouldn't put ships in there without the classic nacelle look. You know, I'd come up with a cool way of doing it. You know what I mean? There's certain leaps you can do. There's certain areas you can play around with. I don't mind the muddying of the politics and all that kind of stuff. But there's certain things that start becoming not Star Trek. And I think hopefully he will add a little bit of that if he can and rein it back in again. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good idea. Um, actually, all the lessons that we saw Discovery do works for Picard and applies to Picard. Discovery tried something completely different in season one with new characters, with redesigns of the Klingons, redesigns of their ship, all of that stuff. And part of the reason season two worked so well was because of Pike, was because of the Spock storyline, was the... And it wasn't fan service either because obviously we've only heard of Pike. We've seen him in a throwaway episode of the original series because they had to repurpose the pilot, the original pilot. And even with um, Spock's story, we were all quite angry or annoyed at this silly retcon that he had a sister, but at the same time, they made that work because of the emotional weight of their relationship, right? So I think all of the lessons they learned with Discovery Season 1 apply to Picard. Discovery is also a great point because that's when I got into Star Trek. I didn't, you know, I bounced out of all the other ones. And for some reason, they're not. That's why I keep going back to the idea that Picard feels like a show for you guys. It doesn't feel like a show for me, the new, the newly interested in the Star Trek universe. It, this show doesn't bring me in. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't invite me to the party because there's so many inside jokes there's so many inside emotional beats that i feel left out i don't get any of them so to yeah, me what, it's just, they, what they built for you is the elnor storyline and that's like here's and a shit I sandwich hate it. just for yeah. you buddy yeah and it's just like don't take that away from me please take that back i don't want that but discovery did that very well for whatever they did they yeah. made they made star trek interesting and cool and and, and intriguing for for the new guys like me. Um, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was uh, Red Letter Media or 
someone else who talked about the fact that like when they rebooted the Star Trek movies, they did it by like thinking about what do people think of what of Star Trek? They think of like, you know, the, the, the Klingons on the starboard bow. They think about, you know, Kirk and Spock and Bones in there. They think about beam me up. There's these elements that people know about and they work off that. And a mistake that this this reviewer had said was that, that the second movie didn't follow up on those. It like it reset things nicely and did have good had good fun, set up the relationships. They probably should have followed that up with the the, the Klingons in the second movie, maybe, because that's a that's a well-known antagonist that they that, that the people know about. Discovery seemed to do that. They had weird jumpsuits. They were transporting around the place. They were, uh, you know, phasers to stun. You got, they, 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 they stole those elements and then they added new ones that they were really on that. We talked, I talked about an iceberg earlier, but they were more on a, a tightrope where it was like, here's some jokes for Uma and Ian and here's something for Bahir, but like, it's a beautiful balancing act. This is that this is the a far, they're setting up to do Firefly and Star Trek, and I don't know the reasons why. I don't know what like Discovery is like a new timeline and everything. Not a new timeline, it's a little undisco- an undiscovered area. We get to play with the mirror universe. Now their their thing is let's see what happens to Star Trek in the future. Like each season has had something and had something to say, you know to say about it. Is there a Pike TV show? I saw this mentioned somewhere. Are they doing a no, Pike show? They were- planning there was a lot of noise on reddit and people were kind of pitching for it yeah. and even uh Anton, anson mount who plays pike said i'm game bring on the pike tv show but i don't think there's anything in the plans yeah no because but discovery is like it's a bit more classic trek with your things of the week and an adventure and a starship and picard i don't think like the, the through lines weren't there this year and i don't know what those through lines will be for the the, the ladies they haven't set up something to say what it's going to be and in, in, I keep thinking of Fire, now at the end of that, la- that last shot, I, was, I kept thinking of Firefly. Like they're trying to do Firefly now and I don't know why. Why would you have that show? Cause it's like, why would you do that in Star Trek? Is it going to be, we're running supplies to an outer colony? Like what, 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 I mean, what is all that space for in La Serena? What does Chris normally do? Is he a gun runner? <laughs> does he do, is he drug dealer? <laughs> The pilot of the next season has a lot of ground to cover. Oh, it's actually, it's just Star Trek Narcos. So Picard becomes a drug dealer. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I I might be down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like I think it's like what we talked about on the other our main podcast about what to do with Star Wars next. Like we've we've seen heist movies, we've seen other things. Like what what is that? This needs to have a really good statement of intent for what it's going to be. If I'm going to be told about the final years of Jean Luc Picard, I need it to mean something, right? I need it to count because with all good things which was the series finale for next generation i got the final years of jean-luc picard and i got they were, that story. And, the, and their and their adventures continued and that's it fine goodbye Thank correct you. right it's off on the way out yeah now bring back john delancey for season two i'm game i was i thought when they had actually when now you mentioned it when picard was sitting in the chair and everything i thought i thought q was going to be there and i thought they were like oh wow this is really bold they're going to kill off picard for goodsies and yeah. make the show i thought at that point this is where my brain work brain works you know chris would rename the la serena to the picard and then it would and be so star the show trek would picard. continue uh, it would be star trek picard and um i'm disappointed now that i remember that idea because it was it was like it was all that brief second can you imagine john delancey sitting there at the fireplace with like nah you fucked up again picard you've come to the end of your tiny insignificant life exactly that would have been fantastic yeah it would have been fan service (laughs) (laughs) oh all right well 
let us know what you thought of this season of Star Trek Picard. Uh, does it make you look forward to season two at all? Or are you completely out of it? You know, Byers got to watch it because we'll be doing a podcast. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but we have no idea when that's coming out because of all the COVID-related delays. So uh, apparently Discovery has been slightly delayed too. I mean, everything's shot, but I think post-production is going to take some time yet again because working from home makes things difficult. Uh, so we will be here when that happens, when season three of Discovery drops. But in the meantime, you know where to get in touch. GogglerMY on all of our social medias and also goggler.my slash contact. This is Picard's Flute signing out. <laughs>